0: Bab الدُّعَاءِ duai wa salati min akhir dua making supplication wa salah and performing the prayer when min akhir اللَّيْلِ in the last part of the night. Many spend that time sleeping under the effect of shaitan and others spend that time praying, making du'a'. وَقَالَ And he said, meaning Allah the Exalted has said, Kanu قَلِيلًا مِّنَ اللَّيْلِ مَا يَهْجَعُونَ أي مَا يَنَامُونَ Imam Bukhari quotes an ayah over here that Kanu they used to, قَلِيلًا مِّنَ اللَّيْلِ Little in the night, مَا يَهْجَعُونَ That they would sleep. The word هَجَعَ هَجَعَ means to sleep. And this ayah has been understood in two ways. Firstly, if we take the مَا مَا يَهْجَعُونَ Ma as ma of nafia. What does that mean? Ma would mean? What would it mean? No. Ma of nafi meaning? No. So this is the first meaning. The kanu qalila mina layli ma yahja'un. For only a little part of the night they would not sleep. Write this down. For only a little part of the night they would not sleep. What does that mean? What does that mean for only a little part of the night they would not sleep exactly so most of the night they're sleeping but a part of the night they would spend awake just as we learned about daud alayhisalam first half of the night he would sleep right then he would wake up stay awake for a third and then sleep again right so if he's awake for only a third of the night, then two-thirds of the night he was sleeping. So he was sleeping in the night more than he was spending it awake. So you understand? A little part of the night, they would not sleep. The second meaning would be, ma would be understood as ma of مصطرية and it would be understood as that. So كانوا قليلا من الليل ما يهجعون. They would for a very little portion of the night that they would sleep. Meaning they would sleep only a little bit. So this would be the opposite meaning. That they would spend most of the night awake and a little bit of it in sleep. Now, this doesn't mean that we have to go to that extreme. What this means is that there will be times, all right, like for example in the summer, that majority of the night will be spent staying awake especially the month of Ramadan, inshaAllah. And at that time, don't get angry, don't get frustrated, don't pity yourself. Be hopeful and make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put you in the group of these people who have been praised in the Qur'an. كانوا قليلا من الليل ما يهجعون هُمْ يَسْتَغْفِرُونَ And at the time of sahur, they would seek forgiveness. Meaning in this part of the night, they would seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hadathana Abdullah ibn Maslamah, an Malikin, an Ibn Shihabin, an Abi Salama, wa Abi Abdullah al Aghari, an Abi Hurairah, radiallahu anhu, anna Rasulallahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that Yanzilu Rabbuna tabaraka wa ta'ala kulla laylatin. Yanzilu Rabbuna. Our Lord descends. Our Lord, the blessed, the exalted, descends when كُلَّ لَيْلَةٍ every night إِلَى السَّمَاءِ dunya to the worldly sky. Meaning the sky that we see. The sky that is above us. Allah descends to that sky every night. When? حِينَ يَبْقَى At the time when there remains ثلث اللَّيْلِ الْآخِرِ The last third of the night. So when the last third of the night remains, that is when Allah descends to the lowest sky. يَقُولُ He says at that time, مَن يَدْعُونِ Who will call me? فَأَسْتَجِيبَ لَهُ So I will answer him. مَن يَسْأَلُنِ Who will ask me? فَأُعْطِيَهُ So I will give him. Firuni, who will seek forgiveness for me? له, so I will forgive him. Who will? This is something that Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala asks every night. Now, this hadith, why did the Prophet tell us about this information? Why did he inform us about this fact? What was the objective? What was the purpose? What is the purpose? Motivation for what? So that we get up at this time of the night and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for what we need. Beg His forgiveness. Isn't it? But we see that many people when they read this hadith, they start thinking about how does Allah descend and what part of the sky is He in? And then does that mean that He enters the creation? And then who's on the throne? And does that mean that the throne is above Him? Or then some people think, well, if it's the last third of the night here, in where I am, you know, as soon as this third of the night is going to end here, it's going to begin somewhere else, because the night is constantly rotating, right, on the earth. So, does that mean that Allah is always in the lowest heaven? We don't need to think about these matters. This is not the reason why the Prophet ﷺ informed us of this beautiful fact. The objective was something else. And we should focus on that objective. And not worry about the details that are beyond our comprehension. Because وَمَا أُوتِيتُم مِّنَ الْعِلْمِ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا You have not been given knowledge except very little. We don't know except what Allah ta'ala has informed us of. Subhanaka لَا ilma lana illa مَا عَلَّمْتَنَا Even the angels admit that. So, if we waste our time, spend our time arguing about these matters, and this has happened. Some people will deny this hadith. They will literally deny it, saying that, oh, it's not possible. It's factually incorrect. No, it's not incorrect. This hadith is a mutawatir hadith. Mutawatir as in one that has been narrated with numerous chains of narration numerous narrations of this hadith. So it cannot be rejected. It's amazing how shaitan, you know, how he misleads people. What the purpose of the hadith is, and what we start arguing about. And what we start discussing. So here instead of talking about what we learn about the attributes of Allah in the sense that His feral or His that, I'm not going to go into that. Aqidah issues I'm not going to go into. While they are important, but that's not what we're going to discuss here. We're going to discuss the last part of the hadith, which is that when this part of the night enters the last part of the night, the last third, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends and He invites us. He calls us. He calls us to worship Him, to ask Him. Right? And we see that the Sahaba, they never asked the Prophet ﷺ, well, how does Allah descend? They didn't ask Him. They didn't ask Him, well, how did He istawa ala al-arsh? What did they do? They got up in the last third of the night and they worshipped Allah. That is what they did. They focused on action not on discussion. Our sad reality is that we talk more, research more, debate more, discuss more, and act less. Very, very little. It's amazing how sometimes simple matters will lead to such heated discussions. This hadith, sadly, it's such a beautiful hadith. But if you Google it, oh my God, you'll find some nasty things. People doing takfir of each other, you know, calling each other as if they have left Islam. and That's not the purpose. So the Prophet wasallam, he told us this hadith for the purpose of amal. Now we see another hadith which is reported in Musnad Ahmad, in which we learn that the Prophet wasallam said that إِذَا كَانَ ثُلُثُ اللَّيْلِ الْبَاقِيِ When the last third of the night remains, يَهْبِطُ اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلَّ إِلَى السَّمَاءِ الدُّنِّيَا Allah the Exalted descends to the worldly sky, ثُمَّ تُفْتَحُ أَبْوَابُ السَّمَاءِ Then the gates of the sky are opened. And the opening of the gates of the sky, what does that mean? What does that mean? Send up what you want and receive Allah's blessings also. When the gates are opened, it means there is abundance. Right, So a lot will be going in and a lot will be coming out. So send up your deeds, send up your du'as, send up your pleas, your istighfar, and receive Allah's mercy also, His blessings also. So, ثُمَّ تُفْتَحُ أَبْوَابُ السَّمَاءُ ثُمَّ يَبْسُطُ يَدَهُ Then Allah extends His hand. فَيَقُولُ Then He says, هَلْ مِنْ سَائِلٍ يُعْطَى سُؤْلَهُ Is there any sail is there any questioner, يُعْطَى Su'lahu, who can be given his request? Is there anyone who has a request? Make that request so that you will be granted. فَلَا يزالُ كَذَلِكَ حَتَّى يَطْلُعَ الْفَجْرِ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps asking that until fajr enters. Again and again. In another hadith, which is reported in Muslim, we learn the Prophet ﷺ said that, يَنزِلُ اللَّهُ إِلَى السَّمَاءِ الدُّنْيَا كُلَّ لَيْلَةٍ Every night Allah the Exalted descends to the worldly sky. حِينَ يَمْضِي ثُلُثُ اللَّيْلِ حِينَ يَمْضِي ثُلُثُ اللَّيْلِ الْأَوَّلِ فَيَقُولُ Then he says, أَنَا الْمَلِكُ He says, I am the king of the I am the king. مَن الَّذِي يَدْعُونِي فَأَسْتَجِيبَ له. Who is the person who will call upon me so that I will answer him? مَن الَّذِي يَسْأَلُنِي فأعطيه. Who is the one who will ask me so that I will give him? مَن الَّذِي فَأَغْفِرَ له. Who is the person who has to seek forgiveness from me so I will forgive him? فَلَا كَذَلِكَ حَتَّى يُضِيءَ الْفَجْرِ And this continues until Fajr comes in. Another hadith which is also in Muslim. We learned the Prophet wasallam said that إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَمْهِلُ Hatta Allah subhanahu wa taala waits. This time is important to Allah, and then He descends to the worldly sky at this time, and then He says, "هل من Is there any مُستغفِر who is مُستغفِر a person who is begging for forgiveness? هل من you should write these words down. Even if you can't get the whole text, just write the main, main points down. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says at that time. Is there any mustaghfir? Is there any ta'ib? Hal min sa'il? Is there any sa'il? Hal min da'in? Is there any da'i? Sa'il, one who has a su'al, a request. Da'in, one who has a du'a, a prayer. In another hadith which is in Musnad Ahmad, we learned that when Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala descends to the worldly sky, he says, "Ala sa'ilun Is there any sa'il? Is there not any sa'il? Where are the sa'il? Where are the people who are always asking? Is there no sa'il who can be given? Ala da'in yujabu? Is there not any da'in, any caller, who can be responded to? Ala saqimun yes." تشفي. Is there not a sick person seeking cure, fayushfa, so that he can be cured? Where are the sick? Where are they? Ala mudnibun, is there not a sinner? Where are the sinners? Yastaghfiru, who would seek forgiveness, so that he can be forgiven? Where are all these people? In another hadith which is in Musnad Ahmad, we learn Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, مَن الَّذِي يَدْعُونِي Who is the person who will call upon me so that I will answer him? مَن الَّذِي يَسْتَغْفِرُنِي فَأَغْفِرَ Who is the one who will seek forgiveness? So I will forgive him. مَن الَّذِي Who is the one who will ask me for provision, for rizq? فأرزقه. So I will give him provision. Who is that person who will ask that some dur, some harm, some problem, some difficulty be removed from him? Where is that person so that I can remove his difficulty? Last hadith I will mention, which is in Muslim. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa fa said, Allah says at that time, who will call upon me so I will answer him, ask me so I will give him, ثم يقولوا, and then he says, Who will lend a loan to the one who is neither poor nor is he unjust? Meaning at that time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala invites us do not just beg him and ask of him but also to also to give charity give something in his way, even at that time. And these days it's not difficult to give sadaqah in the last third of the night. It's not difficult because you don't even have to go out of your house. All you need to do is maybe use your phone or use your computer and give sadaqah online. It's not that difficult. So from the different hadith that I mentioned to you, what do we learn? What is it that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls us to at that time? To ask Him for what? Tell me the different things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us to do or asks us to do at that time. Okay, forgiveness. So make sure you have this written. Forgiveness, what else? Shifa, cure. What else? Dua. Dua. Any dua, whatever that is, alright? Yes? Provision, rizq. What else? Yes? Sinners, so forgiveness for sins, yes? Removal of difficulty. What else? One more thing. Sa'il, su'al. Any question, any request, whatever it may be, big or small. Did we miss anything? Ta'ib. Tawbah. Who wants to repent from his sin? Yes. And then finally, who wants to give charity? Who will give charity? Who will lend to Allah, the one who is neither unfair nor is he poor? He's not poor that he will not be able to return you the money that you give him in his cause. No. He will give you many times over. And he's not unfair that he will just take it and and leave you with empty hands. The difference between Du'a and su'al. Du'a is du'a of mas'alah and du'a of ibadah also. So du'a is worship and a type of du'a is also mas'alah, meaning to ask for something. So su'al is a type of du'a. Okay? And du'a is worship also. So for example, if you are getting up at that time and just spending your time glorifying and praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That would be a kind of dua. But then you are also asking him for something. So that would be a sual and a dua.
1: We just keep asking people, oh no, I'm having so many difficulties. And people get bothered by our questions and our concerns, right? But Allah subhanahu is not, neither he gets bothered, neither he feels bad about it. Instead, he's calling upon us that, oh, come to me. And we take the difficult path and we leave the yes. easy path.
0: Yes. I mean, if you think about it, these things we experience in our lives all the time. Isn't it? Either we're sick, so we need cure. Or we are under a lot of pressure, so many problems. Whatever that problem may be, family, with in-laws, or with school, or work, stress, children, spouse, whoever. Right? Or it's money related, risk related. We don't know how the next bill is going to be paid, or all the money went in the taxes, so now what's going to happen. You know, different ways that we are worried about risk how we're going to afford the car, or how we're going to find a house, or how we're going to pay for the education, whatever it may be, risk But that is the time. Ask Allah. No matter what you need, you're guilty, you're feeling bad, you want to leave some sin, you want help in your work, you want some ease in your money, you want any kind of facility, ease, convenience in your life, this is the time when you beg Allah.
2: You almost said whatever I try to say that. Uh, from the morning to the evening, this is eight stuff which is we counted. That's our life during the day times. We're looking for this stuff. We want to be cure our body, our disease. We're looking for all the stuff. we risk with struggling with life. We're doing that. Mm-hmm. All this stuff, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, just spend one hour, I'll give all this stuff for you. Or even yes. half an hour spending. But now our attitude, our people's worth... If something's not coming to my way or something's not going to me, why should I call Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? I will call 911. It will be everything for me. You can listen to me all the time.
1: But and this amazing. is the
2: reality. This is the reality nowadays we are doing that. But we forget to call on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not just at the night time will be available. He will be available 24 yes. 7. Daytime, we call them, he will be coming all yes. the time. Yes, but at a time when Allah is inviting us? To call upon him? First, this part, the inviting us, it's just like that you are, have been calling to make an appointment with someone and you have been keep calling and calling, they've been delaying. And one day you hear that it's an open house so I, and everybody can come in. So it's more like an open house at that time, the Hajj time. And the second thing is, according to scholars, like all our, you know, like all kind of difficulties and swirls and uh, du'as, if we keep on exaggerating about it and we keep on telling oh, this is the biggest thing in my life and uh, according to his opinion, if, if we don't have this much courage to wake up on the Hajj time and ask to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that means it's not that important in yes. our life that we have been you know, just telling
0: everybody about our difficulties Exactly, that's very true that if we're really serious about fixing the problems in our lives, whatever that problem may be, related to risk or related to health, or related to different situations, whatever that problem may be, if we're serious about fixing it, then we will get up at this time and ask Allah for help. And if we're spending all day complaining, complaining to people, then that means we're not serious about fixing the problem.
1: Bismillah, I was reading this story of a mother and daughter, This daughter, she was an orphan, and her mother, she raised her alone. And then when she got married in her husband's home, her husband beat her and the family on law. Also, they're not good with her. So she always come and she cried to her mom, 10 years. And her mom, after 10 years, her mom, she gets sick. She's about to die, and then she tell her, if you have any problem, just come in this house. Like, you complain to me, complain to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. She said, okay. And then the mom died, and then the daughter, she used to do that. For a few days, and then the husband, he come after her, why she's going by herself in that, you know, he was having bad thinking about her. And then when he come, he saw her, she's crying and she talking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the way she talked to her uh, mom. She talking to him, oh Allah, this is happening today. Uh, My husband, he says this to me, my husband beat me. And then the husband, he was hearing that he started crying and he came, apologized to her. And the narrator, he was saying... She complained 10 years to her mom, but uh, she complained to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for a few days, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala solved her problem.
0: Subhanahu 10 years we could cry in front of people, beg them for different things. People can't do much, right? I mean, they could wish well for us, and they could try whatever is within their means, but everything is not in their means. Who is musabbibul asbab, and who is the one who has qudra overall, it's Allah. Lahumulkul samawati wal ard. You know, whatever we need, Allah has the solution. This is the belief that we are lacking. We think that if we're facing a problem, it's because there is no solution to it. No, there is a solution and Allah has that solution. Our problem is we lack hope. We fall in despair very quickly. We give up very quickly because we forget who Allah is. And this is why we begin to worry and we begin to get stressed out because we don't think positively about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Have hope. No matter what you need, no matter what is missing in your life, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has something to give you. What also happens is that we begin to feel we're not worthy. Right? I'm not worthy. Like for example, when it comes to marriage, some people they begin thinking, if they haven't been married for a long time or they haven't had a happy married life, they think, well, a happy marriage or marriage is for other people, not for me. I'm not worthy. Maybe this is not for me. I'm not good enough. No, you are. No matter who you are, no matter what you are, you are worthy. Because your Lord is Allah. You are worthy not because of who you are. It's because of who? Allah. He made you. And He provided you. And He can give you what you need. He can give you what is best for you. You know, a lady was once telling me that she wanted her daughter to get married and it was a long time and nothing was working out. One person after the other. Just nothing was working out. She said, she was in Makkah, came out of the haram, out of the gate, and you know after salah you see hundreds and hundreds of people walking out, right? She said, I was standing on the side and I looked at everybody and I'm like, Allah you have so many people so many, I'm sure there's got to be somebody out there who's right for my child somebody you made my child, I'm sure you've made somebody else who would be best for her look at her hope Look at her hope and trust in Allah. She did not give up hope at all. And yes, her child did find the perfect spouse. MashaAllah. Excellent. We begin to despair. We start losing hope. We think bad about ourselves. We think we're not worthy. But what do these ahadith tell us? No matter who you are, even if you're a sinner, mudnib, No matter who you are, what you've done, what your history is, what your reality is, you can get something not because of who you are but because of who your Lord is. So ask Him. No matter what it is that you need, turn to Him. Because He has a solution. He has what you need. He has the shifa that you need. He has the rizq that you need. He has the maghfirah that you need, the tawbah that you need whatever it is, He has it. So go to Him and ask Him. And if we ask everybody else and we don't go to the source, we're just wasting our time. We're wasting our time. We're being foolish.